I began thinking about balance this week because this is something that I can struggle with um, really pretty easily. Um, it's funny, we did this, uh, we did, the, it's kind of like strength finders, if anyone has ever done strength finders as an assessment, uh, where really you take the opportunity, you do this assessment, and you learn what are some of your core strengths and some of the things that um, make you tick, you know, the, the different ways that you like to work with people. And uh, um, it, it, it's always interesting when we do those, Bethany usually hates them with a passion um, uh, for a couple reasons. Maybe she doesn't agree with a couple things, but uh, other other times it's typically because it nailed her and it was like 24 questions and she's like, how does it know this about me? This is weird. I don't like it. Um, that's usually it's like, I don't like this. Um, and as we as we as I continue to think through um, in my own struggle with balance. Right. Um, I think about so many of us struggle with this, really. We struggle with the balance with so many things in our lives, more, the, the demands that continue to pour onto us. We think about um, the balance within our families, right? We think about the balance within friendships, the balance within church, the balance within marriage, the balance within work. And you start, you start layering these things on. And what we'll find is it's so easy to get knocked around, right? It is so easy to find ourselves in a place of frustration because we get knocked off balance. And then the, we've got this, we've got all these external factors that are driving this, but then internally, we've got our own balance that we're working with, right? We've got this whole earthly perspective of what we are trying to do in life, right? There's nothing wrong with trying to get a good job, right? There's nothing wrong with necessarily wanting to have a nice Ford truck, Jimmy, right? <laughs> There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with wanting to have an, a, a nice house or a tiny house or whatever you might want, right? There's nothing wrong with that necessarily. But there's also this other side where we, we have that earthly perspective, but then we have this spiritual perspective where we long for these intimate moments with Christ, with God, with his Holy Spirit. We long for encounter. We long for discipleship. We, de we desire maturity. We, de we desire all of these different things. And that's, that's good too. And where we get caught sometimes is in the middle where we're trying to balance earthly perspective over here and spiritual perspective over here. And a lot of times what becomes very easy for us in this journey is that this side, the importance becomes much heavier than the importance on the spiritual side of what we do. And so these things get more attention, they get more, they get more activity, they get more focus in these things. And so what I, what I feel like in my own life, and I think for many of us, if we're honest, is I think we need to capture and understand the value of balance in our life. Because I think there is a balance where some people get over on this side to such a degree and such a place that they have no comprehension of how to encounter or speak with anyone that's over on this side. And I'm not saying that to say it's, it's wrong to get that. This isn't about closeness with God, but I'm talking, about, I'm talking about getting to a point where we can't communicate with the people who need the God that we're so, we're so celebrative of, right? We have, to be, we have to be able to balance these out. And, and, and I'm not saying that, that one is heavier than the other and it'll make more sense, I think, as I talk. I don't know. I told you I've got a lot of crap in my head, okay? I'm working on this stuff, people. Huh. But I, I think there is, there is an important element to striking balance, okay? 
um, it, it, as we were in this, this uh, freshman pastors event and we were talking about it, um, it was interesting because uh, a lot of people would ask us, well, you know, um, freshman pastors, do you ever do anything to, to take a break? Like to, to, do you have someone ever else speak or do all these different things? And we were fortunate that God had kind of um, helped us to try to start that with the church where, where we have the gathering and it allows a time for some balance, right? Where everyone's not having to prepare and do all these different things. Um, but, but I believe that there's a, there's a deeper, um, revelation that God wants us to get with balance and what he wants to do with it. So I'm going to ask you to turn with me to Proverbs chapter 11. Now, um, most of you who know me well know that typically I have got a number of passages um, that um, I will bounce around a lot and I will go a lot of places. This is a little bit weirder for me because I literally have two scriptures that I'm going to end up reading tonight, okay? Um, so uh, bear with me. I'm not a, um, I'm going to think of the best way to, um, I'm not a scripture twister. Um, I don't uh, just pick and peck about just one scripture here and there. I'm going to do that today, though. Um, okay, so just just bear with me um, because I, I want to talk about this element of balance. And it's interesting because as I look into the word and I look about different uh, situations where God talk, talk about balance, there's two specific that I see. Proverbs 11 verse 1 says this, a false balance is an abomination to the Lord. Now, I'm going to continue reading that, but um, when I first read that, I was like, oh, snot, that's like legit, dude. Um, abomination is bad, right? Like not good. And it was actually um, one of the first times that maybe I read and consumed it. You know, sometimes we read the Bible and read the Bible, right? I mean, Bethany and I, uh, we've told you guys that we're, we're doing a daily devotional um, through the entire Bible this year. And uh, we just got through a few chapters of the Old Testament where we kind of got through it. And we were kind of like, whoo, uh, yeah, <laughs> that was a doozy or I don't know what just happened or um, that's just cray cray. And I'd like to get to some of the stuff that I can comprehend in my simple brain. Um, and it's, listen, if, if it's okay for me, it's okay for all of us to feel like that sometimes. Okay. Um, that this is, that's why so many people get intimidated to read the Bible because they, they're like, I'm just going to read anywhere. And then they open to Ezekiel and then they start reading and they're like, so, um, Ezekiel may have be, been where we just finished up, but, um, but, but, you know, for, for us, a lot of people get intimidated by that and then they don't read it. It's okay to sometimes read the Bible and be like, I don't know about that. So, and then come back to it. Right. And so this is, I, I know we've probably read this through Proverbs at this point in our study. I don't, I don't know. Maybe we have, but, it, but when I read that, I read a, a false balance is an abomination to the Lord, which we know that word abomination has got some serious weight to it. And it says, but a just weight is his delight. A just weight is his delight. Now, I understand that this scripture and Proverbs isn't necessarily 100% talking to the balance that I'm talking about, right? It's talking to um, uh, the scales that they would use when they would be selling grain and all these different things, and they would balance it out, and right? And so if you had a false balance, maybe you were weighting it a little bit more on your end um, so that when they saw the scale, they'd be like, man, that's that much? Yes, sir, that's five pounds when it's really only three and a half or whatever it is, right? And so clearly that's a problem lying and all those things. But, um, but I think when I, when I read this, I really felt like this could easily be applied to our lives 
Because we find ourselves piling thing after thing, idea after idea, to such a point that we can't accomplish balance in our life. See, when we were at this retreat, um, it, they, they do these, these strength finders, as I was telling you about, and I love, let, let me tell you, I love assessments. I eat them up. I could, I'd take one a day if I could, right? I'd take them like my Flintstones vitamins, okay? I love them. Um, and I love reading them, and I love learning, and I love understanding more about myself and more about others. And it's just, I, I, I just literally just, I, I absolutely love those experiences. And um, they usually, um, from most of my experiences, they're usually pretty daggone close, and it's kind of crazy, but it, it, it works. This one was really terrifying to me because it literally only had 24 questions that it asked me. Most of them will take you like, uh, 45 minutes or an hour. Um, and I, I'm still all in, right? All in. This was like 10, 15 minutes. I was like, okay, this is, I literally said to Beth while I was doing it, I was like, well, one thing's for sure. This is not a good assessment. There was only 24 questions, 10 minutes. It's not going to be that accurate. And then I read it and I was like, man, these guys figured it out, dude. Like, cause it was like reading my, reading my book. And one of the things that it talks about me um, is it talks about, um, and I've, I've mentioned this before that I'm a doer, right? I like to do, I like to start new things. I like to be creative. I like to, um, the way they, uh, the, one of the words that they used to describe it was aggressive. Uh, Bethany doesn't like that word. Um, cause I think a lot of people think of aggressive as being like angry and you know, anything like that, but I, it can go so many different ways. So, um, but it, ta- it talked about being aggressive, right? And how one of my strengths is, is that I'm not afraid to just go start something, right? Like I will start and I, I, it, it never bothers me. I, it can be the most craziest idea. It could be so incredibly in- innovative that most people will be like, there's no way that's going to work. And, and I still, I'm like, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And literally it talked about my optimism that no matter what the task is, I feel like I can do it. Right. So I'm like Thomas the train, right? Is that Thomas the train? I don't know. Well, as you could, yeah. So me, yeah, I guess that kind of works. Right. Like he, right. I guess I could, I could do it. Right. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to go into kids cause I know we got some of the kids in here. It's not working. Um, <laughs> but, but <laughs> maybe Bob the builder. Yeah. Uh, but that's Bob's job. I can't do that. Um, so, but, but one of the things it talks about is that, that, uh, I've got this, this need, right. To, to do, right. It's, it's, it's instinctively in me. It's something that, that I have to be careful of though, because I'll, I'll catch the balance off. Um, I've told you guys before, if you only knew half of the things that I bring to Bethany, Bethany is my filter, right? I bring things to Bethany and she's like, no, 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 no. Great. Right. Um, and that's the that's the way we filter a lot of things out. Everything that I want to get plugged into, everything I want to be a part of, everything I want to help in. And she's like, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. When? Because that's not going to happen. Um, when do you have time for that? And so what's interesting about my own journey in that is one of the things that's very clear to me is what I need is I need people that will rally around me to help execute. Right. Uh, people that will help execute. Uh, because what happens is if that doesn't like if I have these if I have these convictions and these ideas. Right. Um, that I'm passionate about for our city. Right. For what we want to do to reach this community, for what we want to do to be able to minister to those that are that are in need of of, of a word. Right. In need of Jesus. If if these ideas um 
aren't coupled with people to help execute, here's what happens to one of two things. Um, one is that they just don't happen, right? And I think that God gives us ideas and visions like this because at the end of the day, he wants us to reach more people. Amen. I mean, we are not called to be here for the 20, 30, 40 of us to just sit down, feel good about the word and then go out, right? We are supposed to go out, but then we're supposed to win people to Jesus. We're not supposed to drag them into church. We're supposed to win people to Jesus, right? And we have to start asking ourselves, when's the last time that I helped to win someone to Jesus, right? And I'm not talking about cramming the Bible down their throat, right? I'm talking about encountering someone in their moment of need, bringing the word to them in such a way that it comes alive, that you share who you are, you share what God's done in your own life, that they say, I need Jesus, right? And if that doesn't happen, the, the alternative um, is, is if, if we just don't do anything, um, what will happen, and this is where I get in trouble, is I, or Bethany and I, will get out of balance. And here's how we do this. I say, well, if I, I, wanna, I want to minister to our community in this space, and if no one else is going with me, I'm going to go by myself, right? Well, that's not right, right? That's, that's, that, that's going to throw me out of balance. One, because you guys know I can't execute, right? <laughs> I can dream up, I can help, and maybe I can get things over the finish line. But at the end of the day, it's not a balanced way to approach what I'm trying to do and what God has called me to do. And so it takes every single one of us in the body to come together to say, you know what? We want to make sure that our community knows Jesus. And the problem that we experience with balance is that we think quantity and weight is how we balance out things. So this, this, is, this is how we do it. So um, um, if, if I looked at it this way, Jesus Tom, bad Tom, okay? <laughs> okay? Jesus Tom, bad Tom. Jesus Tom, bad Tom. Are you with me? Okay. So if a lot of times this is the way we look at it. We get a little bad, <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, man. That's why I don't give you guys microphones. Um, we get a little bad. We do something a little wrong. We don't fall through on something. And what we do is we decide we got we to gotta write this balance. So what do we do? We try to do something right just to balance things out. It's like, you know what? Oh, I messed up. Well, I'm going to give a little more an offering this week. <laughs> oh, man, I really messed up. Uh, this week I'm going to listen to worship on the way to work instead of what I was listening to. We, we try to balance out the, these things this way, and there's a problem with that because when you use a scale, okay, I, I, worked in a, um, I worked in a little hardware store here in Goshen. I've told you guys that before. It was one of my favorite jobs ever in my life, okay? Um, and we sold uh, nails, and back then, and Bob, maybe you can still do this somewhere, but you could buy nails by the pound, like not one-pound box, five-pound boxes. We had bins, and literally you could scoop out how many nails you wanted. You could put them in a bag, you weigh them, and then you go out, okay? Um, and so, so that, that's, what, that's what I grew up. We had the, the coolest bins, man, that you would have all these nails. Now, I will tell you, um, always like try to use something, because it's not fun to shove your hand into a whole pit of nails and try to grab them, okay? Not fun, especially galvanized nails. That's why you get in trouble. Um, and so, but we had this, we had this thing that what, literally what we would do is we would pour them into some sort of bin, okay? There was like some other bin we would pour them into, and then we would put the bin on the scale, 
so that we could weigh how many nails they were actually buying, how many pounds of nails it was. Um, but, but the problem is, is you, if you're putting it into this pail and then you put the pail on the scale, my scale's not right, right? It's not right. And so what I would always do um, is I would take this, the, the bucket or whatever it was, as I put it on the scale and I would see how much it weighed and I'd write down how much it weighed and then I would put the nails in the bucket and then I would put the bucket back on the scale and then I would subtract how much the bucket weighed so that I could actually price them the right price. You're like, oh, that's smart. That's the way to do it. Wrong. That's the wrong way to do it, okay? Because there's this nice little button on most scales that says tear weight <laughs> or whatever it says. It's like tear weight. Literally, you put the bucket on it, you push tear weight, and it goes to zero. <laughs> yeah. No one taught me how to do that, okay? <laughs> so I had done this for so long until one day I literally was looking at the scale and I was like, I saw someone else do it. And I was like, what did they do? What is, why are they tearing the weight? Like, I don't understand what that means. And I learned all of a sudden that, wait a minute, okay, you, you, you that zeroes it out, and then you can just measure the nails, it's no big deal, right? Well, I think about in our own scale, right, we are, we are weighing Jesus stuff, earthly stuff, Jesus stuff, earthly stuff. And the problem is, is our scale needs to be teared out by Jesus stuff, Right? See, we're weighing it up against earthly things. And we're deciding when I do this wrong, I need to throw more on the side. And the problem is, is that's not the way it works because Jesus is the tear, right? Jesus is where we have to, listen, that is where we start. It's not, okay, let me figure some things out and then I'll start trying to balance this whole Jesus thing and this whole, listen, that is not the way that this works. And we get so caught up trying to balance out our wrongs with what we think are spiritual rights to try to keep ourselves balanced. And what happens is people are tormented because they don't live in the peace of God. They live in this place where they're trying to earn. And listen, we don't earn our way into heaven. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. And see, if you, if you try to stack on like all these responsibilities of life, but you never got that baseline right, right? We never got that baseline right. You're going to end up cutting the wrong things to get your balance right. You're going you're gonna to take things from over here. Maybe God wanted you to be plugged in, that God needed you to be there for, that God wanted you to minister from, but because you didn't have the baseline right, you didn't have the foundation right, you get it wrong. And see, in this journey, what we do is we struggle with balancing out being a Christian in a broken world. And it's hard because what happens is we see brokenness that happens to good people right? We see brokenness happen to people who honor God. We see brokenness happen to people in such a way and we can't understand the balance because we keep thinking that the balance looks like this. I do good. It all happens good. And that's not the way it works. This earth, this world is broken. So that means you're going to experience brokenness at points in your life. And if we get caught up thinking that there's this right and wrong scale, and if I can, if I can do enough rights, I won't ever have any wrong. I won't ever have any bad experiences. I won't, I won't ever have any problems. I won't have any, have any challenge. My marriage will always be perfect. My wife will always listen to all of my ideas and think they are amazing, right? She thinks most of them are amazing, but... But, but, but we'll look at things in that way. And the problem with that is that then we get angry when it doesn't turn out the way that we thought it should have. 
but I loved God and I, and I worshiped him and I gave to the church and I showed up and I, I baked a pie for that pastor, right? Whatever it was, right? I don't think anyone's baked me a pie yet. Um, don't bake me a pie. I'm on a diet. Don't bake me a pie. Do not bake me a pie. We were, we, when we were at the, the pastor saying, um, we were being good guys. We were being good. We were eating, eating good, even though we knew that this was going to be a horrible, uh, event. Most of, I, I hate to say it, but most of the church of God food events, um, health is not a part of the food events. Okay. It's just not there. And I was like, well, they got to have some greens or something. And literally we showed up for dinner that night. They had, um, mashed potatoes, like straight butter mashed potatoes. I mean, straight butter, um, butter mashed potatoes, um, uh, fried country steak or something and barbecue chicken and, cr- or I don't know what you're talking about. Cornbread, corn muffins and all this stuff. And then uh, red velvet cake. Okay. And so they had all this and, but luckily I was smart. I brought me an apple for dessert. I brought me and Beth an apple because I was like, listen, I know it ain't going to be good. I'm gonna, we're going to eat our apple for dessert. And uh, the uh, Pastor Rick came up to me. He's like, are you eating an apple when we've got pie over there? And I said, that looked like a cake. It was not a pie. And, uh, uh, and he, was, he was like, what is wrong with you? I was like, I'm trying to be good, man. Um, balance, right? I was trying to balance out, I'm trying to balance out my scale at home. Um, this is what I'm trying to do. There's no tear button on there. There's no like step on and be like, tear, zero, nailed it. <laughs> Got it. No problem now. <laughs> it's actually a great idea. I, I should think that there, yeah, there is. Turn with me to second Peter chapter three, second Peter chapter three. Because there's an important part that I think we have to recognize, right? We talk about balancing out um, really our opinions. You know, I've, I've talked to people before and I've mentioned in here before that some people will ask me what my opinion is on a subject when it comes to the things of God. And I always recite to them that I don't get an opinion, right? Um, I get the word and whatever it says is what it says, right? I, I don't get to say how I feel about it or what I think about it. Cause at the end of the day, the word's the word guys, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's right there. But second Peter chapter three, verse 17 says this, you therefore beloved, knowing this beforehand, take care that you are not carried away with the error of lawless people and lose your own stability, right? Take care that you are not carried away with the error of lawless people and lose your own stability. This is about keeping your balance, right? When I read that, I began thinking about um, all of these pressures that we're faced with. It's so easy to lose our stability. Hey, Judah, come here. You're going to help me. Come on, come on. He's like, all right, you're not in trouble yet. Wait till I'm done with you. <laughs> all right, turn around. Here's what you're going to do. It's, it's perfect that his shoe's tied, untied, because this is going to help. Okay, Judah, here's what I want you to do. You're going to help me. I'm going to talk about balance, okay? Are you doing good? Okay. All right, you're okay. Okay. Uh, do me a favor. Um, pick this foot up off the ground. I imagine him taking his shoe off. Just lift your foot up. Okay. Hold it right there, okay? Uh, pretty good, right? 
pretty good, uh, um, pretty good balance. You know, what's funny is I'll tell this story while you're standing there. Just keep standing there like that. Don't, don't let, whoa, hold on. Just figure it out, dude. You can figure this out. Um, okay. You just keep not figuring it out while I tell this story. Um, when Bethany and I went through the Citizens Police Academy, um, they do these uh, great, now don't fall onto the bass guitar here. Lean forward uh, right here. Um, stay there. Um, if you're going to fall, fall down the steps. Okay. Um, Maybe get that other front tooth out. Just hold steady there. Okay, so when we went through the Citizens Police Academy in Goshen, uh, they were talking... They were talking about um, their OVI tests, right? How they test someone to see if they've been impaired. And so um, what they actually did is they actually had some, um, some beer there, and they were like, who wants to drink a couple of these and see if they can pass it? And everyone's like, I'm, I'm not falling for this, dude. Like, <laughs> there's going to be a cop waiting right outside when I leave here. Like, I just know this. And they're like, uh, okay. And they're like, well, will someone just come do it? And so I was like, well, I'll do the test. You know, like, I don't care. And so um, they were like, okay. Okay, and Bethany, Bethany just knows. Bethany knows. He's like, he has no balance. He's not coordinated. This is not going to be good. Lots of ideas, no balance, okay? Um, and so literally, um, they, get, they get me up there and they say, okay, here's what you need to do. Um, you need to like bend your knee just a little bit like this and then hold your foot out steady like this. But you have to keep your arms to your side. It didn't take eight seconds. I was almost falling on the ground, right? And they were like, um, and I was like, I'm serious. I, I've, I've never tasted it. Right. And I'm literally doing one of these. And anyways, Judah's not really good at this, but this is going to work perfect for my illustration. So, um, this is why it works out well. I was going to ask Ashton to come up and I was like, he might be good at this. So I'm not going to ask him. So here's the problem. Put your foot back down when he's here. He's good. Right. <laughs> well, sometimes he, that shoe is untied. He's doomed to fall. Um, Listen, this is what happens when your parents don't take care of you, right? Brian and Shauna, they just untie your shoe. And Brian probably did it as a joke, waiting for you to fall. I got your back, bro. <laughs> so, so you see the stability that he has right now. He's good, right? Right? But you could see that even when he lifted up just one foot, lift up the one foot, um, that he lift up. Are you listening to me? lifting up the one foot, just in that alone, he's starting to lose balance. So what he's trying to do is he's trying to overcompensate, right? He's leaning this way, right? And then what happens? What happens? It's just like if you, if you drive the car off the side of the road, right? Um, so your Chevy gets a flat tire and you, you go, you go this way. And what do you do? You overcorrect. So he goes this way and then he, oh, you trust me a lot. Um, good job. Um, <laughs> You, you try to catch yourself, right? Like, that's what's happening. He's trying to catch himself. And every time, now switch foots. Try to do the other foot. Let's see if you're any better with that. Um, switch foots. That makes sense. It works. Lots of words in the brains as people. <laughs> see, he's a little bit better on this side. Oh, he's, stop putting your foot on the ground, son. Um, but what happens is we're typically walking around like this because we are so unbalanced, guys. We are so unbalanced. We are putting priorities on things that, let me just, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. We will find ourselves arguing and bickering over things that just don't matter, right? We, not, only, not only with maybe ourselves or our spouses, but people in the church, 
right? And all we do is we make our entire body weaker, right? If I kick him in the shin right now, I'm not going to kick him in the shin. I'm sorry. (laughs) He's going to go down, right? Because he has no chance of catching stability right now. But if he's got both feet all the way on the ground, go ahead and just stand. And his shoes are tied. Let's add that in there if they were tied. Um, He's got... (laughs) He's starting to like being up here, I think. That's a, that's a concern of mine. But if he's got both feet on the ground, he's got stability. And see, what we keep doing is we're trying to right-size each side of the problem that we find ourselves on. So we keep throwing things, and we, we keep over, 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 overreacting to every single thing. And what it does is it gets us so unbalanced, right? And see, what that you can sit down, bud. Good job. Good job, buddy. Um, what it does is it, it doesn't only bring instability to ourselves. It brings instability to everyone around us. Have you ever, have you ever been in a point? Um, I don't want to say, I don't want to say what you felt unstable. That's maybe not the best way to say it. Um, have you ever, have you ever been in a situation where you've just felt off, right? You're just not yourself. You just don't really feel like the stuff, right? Whatever the stuff is, it doesn't matter what it is, right? You're just, you're just not to that point, right? Um, sometimes when you're in those moments and you feel that way, when someone asks you something or someone asks you for help with something, sometimes your response isn't right, right? Because sometimes maybe you're short because of it. Maybe, maybe, you're, maybe you're agitated so it comes off a little bit towards them. And it's not that you want to be mean towards that person or you're, you're frustrated with that person. But you just, you're, you're, you're unbalanced, right? You've got so many things that are weighing you down. So many things that you're trying to process. So many things that you're trying to do. And listen, I'm preaching to myself here because I do this all the time. I like to take things on, Right? And I seldom like to take things off, right? I, I, I like to literally, I'm a doer. I've told you that. And I've always got to work on this. But guys, if we get so unbalanced that we can't hold ourselves steady, we are doomed for a fall. We're doomed for a fall. Judah, if I wouldn't have caught him a hundred times, his face would have been on the carpet, right? <laughs> and so many of us are finding ourselves in this situation we're trying to balance back and forth. We're trying to, and literally, the more you try to go back and forth, the heavier it's getting and the more it's about to topple over. And before you know it, it's all just going to hit the ground, right? We have to start recognizing these, these experiences. We got to start recognizing how we feel in this because how do you minister effectively when you're not balanced, Right? How do you minister effectively? How do you, how do you bring the word? How do you share a word with somebody when you're, the whole time you're bouncing all over the place because you've not got yourself balanced? And so as I, as I think about this, guys, there are some things in our lives that we need to cut loose, okay? There are some things in our lives that, you know, there's, there are some of us that we've got to get that terror weight, right? Figure out how to do that thing, push that button, right? And recognize that, you know what, that's where it starts, right? It doesn't start by starting to balance up good and then weigh out some of the cray cray with it, right? That's not it. Huh. 
It's about learning and understanding and recognizing that Jesus desires for us to live in balance. He doesn't want us to lose stability. See, when we get drawn into some of these things, like what it's talking about in Peter, right? Get being carried away with the error of lawless people. Listen, it is. It would be so easy for me to fall into this trap. There are so many events, so many places that I have to go and have to be at and have to be present at that it would be so easy to fall into that trap. But I recognize that before I ever get there and I keep myself from ever getting into a position where I'm unstable when I get there. So much so that now they know and they just call me the preacher, right? They just call me the preacher. Hey, we got the preacher with us. We better be good. Literally, my, uh, um, my boss told me the other day that um, he had this crazy dream about me. He and I were flying to go see a client, um, and uh, um, we were taking a private plane, uh, but for some weird reason, he was flying the plane. <laughs> and I was passed out in the back because the elevation was wrong, and he didn't know what he was doing. And all he was thinking, he said, all I was thinking was, I can't tell his wife that he passed out in the back of this plane because she's going to freak out. Um, but, but everywhere that I go with all these people, it would be so easy to get caught up in that. And so for some of you, it's like, well, it wouldn't be that so easy, but maybe it would be so easy if they were gossiping, right? Or maybe it would be so easy if they were talking bad about someone that maybe you like to talk bad about. Or maybe it would be good if they were being drawn into a place that, you know what, I used to go there a lot and I want to be there. Or whatever it may be. I, I, don't, I don't know what that story is for you. All right? I, I know what my own story is. I know what my own challenges are when it comes to be balancing. And maybe, maybe for some of you, it's getting caught up too much in the church. right? Placing such an emphasis in your engagement with the church as opposed to your engagement with God. See, last week we talked about taking the reins on your relationship with Jesus and not passing them off to somebody else, not passing them off to a pastor, to a friend, you know, to a parent, not, not, not any of that. Us taking the reins, taking the responsibility for our own relationship with Jesus and where we're going. That's what we have to do. And when we do that, we have to begin balancing out the experiences that we're having, the places that we're going, the things that we're doing to say, is this going to make me more stable in what God is calling me to, or is it making me unstable? Am I going to lose my balance because I'm not aligned with what God has for me? I'm going to ask you to stand with me as we get ready to close. The... uh, um, the scripture in Proverbs, the way it, it, it actually starts off is it says, a false balance, right, is an abomination. A false balance. And I think many of us know that we've got parts of our lives that could very easily be out of balance. We've got um, situations, people, things, whatever it is, okay? I'm, I'm not naming naming names here, but... But we got to start knowing, we know that there are things that we have to address in our own lives. So what are we doing about it, right? Are we really taking these things to God? Are we really going before his throne and calling out these things of our own lives, right? We, we allow so many people the opportunity to balance our scales, 
ah, you, you you know what, man? You you don't need to spend so much time reading the word. You you don't need to spend so much you don't need to spend so much time worshiping. Just hey, come come check some of this stuff out. That's that's when people start stepping into some of your scales and want to say, now nah, you don't need to do this. You need to do this, right? Well, then you start doing one of these, right? And we are so influenced by people, right? People hold such significant influence over our lives. And we've got to be careful about that, guys. You've got to be careful who you allow to speak into your life, who you allow to, uh, to be a part of your life in that way. It's important to understand that, right? But we, we, have to, we have to stop balancing and allowing everyone else to balance our skills. And we need to determine what, what holds value according to God. God, what, what do you desire for my life, God? What, what are you speaking and leading me into, right? How do I balance this out according to your will? Not according to my will. I know what I want. It's a red Ferrari. <laughs> it's not, I really don't want a red Ferrari. It'd be black. Um, <laughs> but we, we need to start balancing out the things that God doesn't desire for us. And we all know that there are things that are in our life that are throwing off our scales, they're throwing off our, ab- our ability to be stable, to be consistent. And we need to throw those things out. We need to cast them out. We need to be done with them. 